months ago when we were thinking about what we would cover in these Sundays leading up to Easter, we'd already chosen and we picked a number of topics. Um, Shirley talked a few weeks ago about anxiety and and hope. And this week, the topic that we set ourselves was, was what is the point? Um, and that may be a very relevant question for us now. What is the point of all that we may plan? What is the point of our lives if we want to get very, very deep? As, as, as our whole world has suddenly shrunk, as our life is so much smaller, as we may feel trapped in one place now, um, what is the point? The, th- the things that we had planned for um, last week, I was hoping to be at two enjoyable football games in the past week. I was looking forward in a couple of weeks to going on holiday and being with friends and and experiencing amazing things. And just all of that has ended and life is just this flat and getting out every now and again. Um, How do we deal with that? How do we deal with circumstances when they're just out of our control? We're so used to having control over our lives. We're so used to um, feeling that with enough resources and enough government and enough healthcare and all of those things that our lives can be what we want it to be. And yet, at times, even now in the 21st century, things come along that just blow us off our feet and show us that actually that control can be an illusion. We can be kidding ourselves that we have full control over our lives, but that causes us anxiety. It causes uncertainty in in what we're trying to do and in who we are and what the purpose is. And also for those of us who are dealing with perhaps very difficult circumstances, just stuck at home, dealing with family, dealing with worry about job, dealing with those things. We are also aware that there are those who are struggling with far more, those who are dealing with overloaded healthcare, dealing with um, their family struggling, dealing with their family being ill, dealing with those who are dying or who have died, and an extent of suffering, an extent of grief and perhaps anger and difficulty um, that we're aware of and we may sadly experience. So how do we how do we deal with that? What what's the point of all that we plan? What's the point of all that we hope for when so much can just be taken away in an instant? As we go from the kind of freedom and liberty and all that we enjoyed, all that we wanted to do, all that we had planned, all that we find meaning and purpose and enjoyment in, that can just all be taken away so quickly. What is the point? We're going to explore that a bit more this morning. Going to lead in though with a song that one of our own members, um, the fabulously talented Rebecca, recorded for us yesterday. This is a song that um, she wrote a few years ago for one of her sons who was dealing with difficult stuff at school and life was really hard. And this is a song that she wrote for him and used to sing to calm him and to help him through um, those difficult times. So This is one thing we can't cover everything this morning in this short time about what God says into our situations, what God does with our struggling and our suffering. But here is part of Rebecca's, part of God's 
um, response. Heavenly Father 
Thanks to Rebecca for that. Thanks to James for helping with the recording. And also thanks to Adam um, for all the tech setup and progress that we've made in the last few months. None of this would be possible. or would be a real scramble without Adam's hours of um, effort put into making all this happen. So thanks. We hope that in the coming weeks um, we will have more. If you have ideas of things that you could contribute and um, ways that you could input into the services, then then get in touch um, with myself or Shirley or one of the other leaders. Um, we do want this still to be community. We still want this to be um, us um, as family sharing together um, in these um, unusual circumstances. But we can still be community. We can still um, love one another. We can still um, worship God together in different ways. So as we grapple with this question of what is the point, how, how do we deal with these difficult circumstances? How do we deal with all that we're going through? How do we deal with suffering generally as we think about perhaps ourselves really suffering and certainly those who, who are going through worse than us? The Bible has a lot to say about suffering. It doesn't give nice, conclusive, neat answers. It is a complex topic. And there are many ways in which we will be thinking about what God says into and what God is doing in these kinds of difficult circumstances. Um, we'll be doing that in the coming weeks. Next week, um, it's Palm Sunday, and I'll be talking about joy. And um, We have Easter the week after that. Um, certainly a story of suffering and pain. Um, so we'll be addressing this and struggling with these issues as we all struggle with these issues um, in, our, in our services and different things that we do. But this morning, I'm just going to look at, at one aspect, one tiny aspect of, of what God says into our situation, what God says into um, the difficult times in our lives. Um, and that is one of perspective. How do we view what's happening to us? What, what view do we have? What context do we have for what is actually going on in our lives, perhaps now or other things that happened in our lives in the past or things that are still to come? What is the perspective and the context that we have for them? Because if our eyes are focused on this life, then, then that gives one context and perspective on what is happening. Now, it may be that our eyes are focused on, on this life, on these years that we have on earth like this, as we understand it just now. It may be that that's because we think that's all there is. But even as Christians, our eyes may be very focused on this life and on these years because we get so um, bogged down. We, we get so focused on the here and now that actually we don't lift our eyes to something far greater. And if our context and understanding of what is going on in our life is, is entirely based on our understanding of what happens in these years that we have, 
then obviously the, the knocks and the sufferings and the pain and the bad times are massive. They, they will be crushing to us because this is all we have or this is all that we're thinking about. This is the context. If I have an illness that debilitates me for years or something that limits what I am, even six months of isolation like this is a decent chunk of our lives. And if that's the context in which we place an understanding of what is going on, then it will be limiting. It will be difficult. It will cause us to be angry, perhaps, because how I had all these plans. How dare these things be taken away from me? Um, how dare the suffering come in? But God gives us a greater context. God gives us something far bigger. We're going to think a little bit about just some comments and things that, that Paul said to um, the church, to some Christians in the city of Corinth as he was writing to them. And he said to them as he was thinking about some of these difficulties, he said, for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. Now, Paul, if you've read anything of his life, he was beaten and abused and stoned and all sorts of things. He, he knew what suffering was. He knew what um, difficulties were. But he says our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. So what we see in this life is big, it is real, it is painful, it is difficult. I'm, I'm not trying to belittle, and God doesn't belittle the reality of the struggles and the sufferings that, that we sometimes have to endure. But what God says is think of an eternal perspective. Think of what is unseen and the perspective that we have in the context that we view what's going on in our lives just now suddenly becomes very, very different. Let me try and put it this way. We all know that as kids, we, as we run around, as we play on bikes, as we climb trees, as we do all of the different things that we do, that we fall, we, we cut ourselves, we, we scab our knees, we skin our elbows, we do all of those things. And at the time when we've fallen, when we're hurting, it's awful. It's very real. We're in tears. We can't play anymore. We might be hurt more. We can't play for a few days. We'll have a scab. The pain is very real. The, the, the impact on our lives at that time is significant. But how many of us as adults, as we think back to our childhood, how many of us can think of all of the occasions where we did skin our knees, where we did have something? I'm sure if we broke a bone, my brother almost poked my eye out with a stick once. Those things we remember, but often the things that at the time, which were very real and very difficult and very painful, in the context of our whole adult lives, we kind of are aware that they happen. But in the perspective of our entire life, these things kind of fade away. Now, that's not to say that they're not important. And I'm sure there are things that we remember, difficulties from our childhood that we remember. But... God gives us an eternal perspective and says, 
these things which hurt now, let's look at them in the context of eternity. Let's look at them in the with the perspective of eternity. And what may feel suffocating, what may have crushed you just now, when we take an eternal view of all that I have planned for you, all that we can have together, that perspective hopefully changes things for us. That what seems so massive and what was very real and difficult, and as I said, God doesn't downplay the difficulties of our sufferings, and we'll be thinking about that in the next few weeks. God doesn't downplay that. But what seems so massive to us can become less than the breadth of a hair in the length of a marathon. And maybe it's helpful for us to think, actually, in the context of eternity, are some of the things that I'm going through, some of the things that I'm dealing with, really that big when we have a context of eternity? When I, when I lift my eyes just from this life to what God offers me for an eternity with him, then does it become just less than the breadth of a hair? The other aspect of perspective that God gives to us is that of our meaning and purpose. If we, if we have our eyes focused on what we do in this life, if our entire meaning and purpose is is given to us by society or chosen by us based on what we achieve in these few years that we have on earth, then of course, something that comes along that knocks that is going to be intensely troubling and, and frustrating for us. If Think of the Olympians who um, have just this week learned that their Olympics, that they will have been preparing for years for. Um, is suddenly not happening. And if you know that this year was going to be one of the peaks of your capability, that has a massive impact. And if sickness comes our way, if job losses come our way, if whatever comes along in our life that um, knocks um, and, and derails what we have worked on and what we have given us our hope for our meaning, our purpose in, in this life, then of course that is going to be intensely troubling and, and challenging for us. But Paul, as he was writing and explaining so many things to the church in, in Corinth, also wrote a bit about this. And um, he wrote about the Olympics. And um, he said, everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last. We do it to get a crown that will last forever. Now, for Paul writing to the Corinthians about that, he's not talking about a royal crown or something, really. Corinth is just a couple of hundred kilometres from, um, from Olympia, from where the Olympic Games were held. So, the crown that the Corinthians, as they read this, would have been thinking about was the laurel wreath that would have been given to um, Olympic victors. Now, as I said, the IOC this week have decided about postponing the Olympics, a massive decision um, commercially and in terms of sport and all sorts of stuff, a big decision for Japan and so on. We think that we think that the Olympics are big today. Um, 
But that's nothing, really nothing, compared to the significance of the Olympics in Paul's day and for the Corinthians that he was writing to. So the Olympic Games held in, in Olympia in honour of Zeus, um, they ran for a over a thousand years. I mean, we get excited the fact that we may have football competition or rugby competition that's over a hundred years old. The Olympic Games ran for a thousand years until they were stopped in the fourth century. Um, also, the Olympic Games, one of the things that was organised and agreed, even between the, the city-states, the warring city-states um, in Greece, is that there would be a three-month truce. Um, there would be no fighting for three months every four years when it was held in order to be able to hold the Olympic Games. That's, that's like saying today, sorry, ISIS, you're going to have to lay down your weapons for three months because the Olympics are coming and them going, oh, all right, yes, okay, well, we'll put that away. The Olympics are more important. That's like Russia not just having to give up taking drugs in order to get to the Olympics, but having to give up invading countries in order to get to the Olympics. It's just inconceivable today to us that a sporting competition would lead to the end of wars um, for, for months. That was the significance, the, the understanding um, of the Olympics to the Greeks. And, and also for the athletes. I mean, we we can think of our top Olympic athletes and, and the honours that they are given um, well, we will paint a postbox gold um, for our very best Olympic athlete. They might get to advertise broadband or Muller yogurts on TV. That's the honour and, and glory that was given to an Olympic athlete in Paul's time, as he's writing to the Corinthians, was so much more. Yes, there would be crowds, there would be celebrations as an Olympic athlete um, came home. They would be given tax breaks by their city that they had also won honour for. They would have so much blessing, they would have so much honour. They would get the laurel wreath, that crown that Paul is talking about, um, as something connected with the divine in honour of all that they had done. But also, the top athlete, the one who had won um, the just under 200 metre race, that athlete would be honoured in a way that actually the whole Olympics would be named after him. It would be a him. The whole Olympics would be named after him. And also the four years after their victory would be known as a period in that athlete's name. So we're not, we wouldn't just be living in the year 2020. We would be living in the era of Usain Bolt. Imagine the honour that actually we name a whole era. Twelve years worth is Usain Bolt time. That's the honour that was given. That's the significance of the Olympics. As Paul is writing to the Corinthians, and what he says to them is, you work hard, we strive, athletes give their all in order to achieve something which is so fleeting, which will fade, which will be forgotten. But we work towards something. We have a meaning, we have a purpose, which is far more, which is eternal. Because we have a purpose that is about us growing in our faith and relationship with God. We have a purpose and a meaning which is about showing love with others. And instead of 
at times these times of difficulty and suffering being ones where those hopes and those desires and things are crushed, often it's in these times of difficulty, often it's in these times of hardship where actually our true meaning and purpose is driven forward because we throw ourselves on God, because our faith in God is is enriched as we give ourselves to him. And as we say, I recognise I can't control these things. I recognise I need you. And our faith grows. And the opportunities for us to love one another and to show love one another grow. So in a context where actually our purpose isn't just what we may achieve in these few short years that can be crushed and just wiped off the earth in a way that's out of our control. God gives us a perspective that says, no, think of eternity. Think of all that I have for you that will not be taken away, that is bigger than all, even the Olympics. But all that I have for you that is an eternal meaning and purpose. Think of these things. So as we deal with this new week, as we deal with, I'm sure, difficult circumstances, as we deal with illness, as we have our own worries and anxieties, as we worry about family, as we perhaps argue with family, as we consider those and we read in the news those who have been struggling so much, May we consider the perspective that we have on these things. And if we're following God, may we realise the perspective of eternity. May we realise the true purpose that he has called us to, that cannot be shaken by some of these temporary things, painful though they are at the time. I'm going to close just by playing another song. I'm not going to comment after that. I wish you a good week. We will be praying for one another. Stay safe, pray for one another, help one another as you can. Um, have a good week and we will be in touch and we'll see you again next Sunday.